A new generation has emerged in the earth. A seed in the ground has been sprouting, yet all around everything looked dead. Like the ground has closed every crack that the fragile seedling requires to sprout, out of the unseen to the seen, out of the death stage with resurrection power. But when the Kairos moment is announced, not even the concrete pavement can stop that seedling from pushing through. The trumpet has sounded, and that sound has hit the core of the earth. A new generation has emerged. A generation prepared and released by the heavens. Feared and hated in hell, yet the world does not recognize, neither is it ready for us. A generation coming from the wilderness of the word, where we have learnt how to die to our carnal ambitions, and embrace the mandate of our Creator. A generation who have overcome the temptations that appeal to the lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and pride of life. Our sword is soiled with the blood of our crucified flesh, and desires of the flesh. A generation that has gone through our valleys, and made a decision to join the remnant. A new generation alive in Christ has emerged. A generation whose natural appetite was long overtaken, by the spiritual appetite that declares. My food is to do the will of he who sent me and to finish his work. The king's food and wine is not what entices us, but we choose to eat that which proceeds from the mouth of God. In a world of varied options, we are the generation with a singular sight. We have locked eyes with Christ. The author and finisher of our faith men and women who have made a covenant with our eyes. A new generation fiercely committed to the word of God has emerged. A generation who know that our lives are worth the blood of the Lamb, therefore we cannot be bought with any position, nor sold for any price. We have eaten of his flesh, and drank of his blood, therefore we can confidently say, it is not I who live but Christ in me the hope of glory. A generation that does not take lightly, the greatest event in human history, the cross. We know, it is because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, that we emerge in this season, to establish kingdom lifestyle in the earth. A new generation birthed on the cross has emerged. A generation with the Isaka dimension is here, we know what Kairos we are in, and what we ought to do. The heavenly assignment is all we are here for, to become the interface between heaven and the earth. Downloading all that heaven wants installed on the earth. Heaven looked down for a man who would stand in the gap for the nations, and this generation, in one voice answered. We are here. And are willing to be misunderstood for our faith, rejected for our boldness and courage, and persecuted for holding on to the word. For the joy set before us, we are willing to be identified with Christ. A new fearless generation has emerged. We might not be perfect. Our past might try to haunt us. The enemy will try to stop us using any available vessel, but, like a pilot about to take off, we are announcing. We are committed. No turning back. From the north, south, east and west, behold, a new generation, who will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. A new generation has emerged, backed by the heavenly host, with a trumpet sounding. Let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. A new generation that has no color, no race, no gender, and no status has emerged. The Ecclesia has emerged. We are the Cyrus community. 
Now we are talking about the qualifications of what the king was looking for. And we said the first thing he was looking for is the young men, men with no blemish, who are good looking, gifted in all wisdom. Now today we want to continue with men who possess knowledge. knowledge. Now possessing knowledge is an interesting context because yeah. the term for knowledge here, it means to have or to be knowledgeable in all matters, whether scientific, intellectual, military, history, mm. agriculture, basically everything that is important to a powerful superpower. Mm. Mm. At that time, Babylon was what? Yes. A superpower. Mm -hmm. So people who were to have knowledge had to have knowledge in everything that concerns a kingdom. A kingdom that is ruling nations. So think about the whole idea of this knowledge meant you must have very clear understanding of any matter. Yes. You can be called to be asked on, on scientific, on, on technology. Today, having knowledge in that context would mean in specific fields, and the fields have expanded. Mm. So this knowledge is not biblical knowledge. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing. Many people would have biblical knowledge, yes. but have a lot of and unusable knowledge. Exactly. I don't want to use the word useless knowledge, yeah? yeah. But really that's what it is. It is. When you have knowledge that can't cannot be applied. be applied in your season. Exactly. Okay. And that's a big problem. And that's one of the sad things about again Christendom. We have a lot of biblical knowledge, mm. yet we live in a natural environment. Mm. And the biblical knowledge that we have cannot is not applicable. Yeah. That is why somebody just comes and says, you know what? Um, we are believers who are like Abel. You're yes. telling an unbeliever. We yeah. are like Abel. We are going to live a life that even if Cain came to try and kill me, and the believer is like, oh my goodness, who is who Cain? Are those? Why are they trying to kill and you? Why, why, why are you always in defense? You have knowledge that cannot be interpreted exactly. where you are. I want you to understand something. They could not give any knowledge of Jerusalem here. It had no value. They've just been Conquered and yes. captured. So what are you telling them? So you cannot bring the biblical there's language. There's nothing here. important of where you're coming from. I mean, listen to this. We meet a believer and you're like, okay, listen, you want me to tell you about an issue. Maybe you, you, you need help on an issue. Then you ask me and I ask you, okay, let me ask you, what are you doing right now? Yeah. What is it? How can you define your life mm -hmm. right now? Mm -hmm. And somebody looks at you without blinking and tells you, actually, at this point in time, I'm looking for my donkeys. My father's donkeys got lost. And you're like, listen. What connection does that have with anything? What are you saying? I'm a believer, but I have no clue what you're saying. Yes. I'm looking for my father's donkeys. That's my, that's, that's my engagement right now. So you've, you've, collected, yeah, you've collected what I call hocus pocus. Okay. <laughs> hocus pocus, which means you're losing me in a lot of nothing yes. to sound important. Mm. Yeah. Sound like you're headed somewhere. In other words, what you've said in so many words, mm. you have no clue. What you're about. On. That's what you've said. Yeah. But you've said it in many words. Yes. Very powerful words. Mm. Bottom line, you have no clue. Mm. Why? At this point in time, I feel God calling me to build my ark. Meaning? Yeah. And you know when you're talking a lot of nothing, yeah. you put this face. Oh, God help you and have those conversations with me. Mm -hmm. Because we will get down to your ark. <laughs> we will finally define that ark you're talking about. Yes. And if you have no clue what that is then surely you know. But because that's what we say when you don't have an instruction or ability to extract yep. an instruction, yeah. you'll have a lot of biblical lingo. 
you will have a lot of biblical stories. There's a way you phrase your language. Yes. And you're like, okay, I'm not understanding what you're saying. What are, wh- wh- where are you at? Can, can you tell me where are you at at this point in time? I'm at my garden of Gethsemane. <laughs> you know, Christians talk in a way where you feel like, okay, fine, this sounds interesting. I can keep you busy just to, it's like my entertainment time. <laughs> and if we, if we engage you further on that, you would not like the next outcome. <laughs> You're going to be crucified. <laughs> You're going to be crucified. So listen, guys, knowledgeability. You have to be very careful the times you, because this is the problem. Yeah. In, in, in Christianese, we think the ultimate is to outdo each other with information mm. or revelation. Yeah. Well, in truth, there's nothing you are applying. It is better to say, "Guy, I don't." I don't know where I am. I, in fact, I I'm need I'm help. Looking, I need help. Yeah. When you come with this breakdown mm. of all the things you put in together, we simply walk back and say, "Okay, put it together." And there's something you always say. That somebody approaches you. Remember, we're talking about knowledge here, possessing knowledge. But now you have knowledge that cannot be applied. Yep. So when you come and approach him and tell him, um, I needed to understand some things here because God told me. He stops you like, stop. God told you. You have the ability, ability to hear him. Why are you go asking back. Yeah. Go back and hear. Because if God speaks, he's clear. Yeah. And he will give you step by step of what you're supposed to do. Yes. Start here. Why is God start starting with you sentences for me to finish? <laughs> Please ask <answer> that again. <laughs> Why? Why does God start speaking and then he pauses and says, now go. Go ahead. Let him finish yeah. the sentences for you. Because now he told you. He hasn't told me. Mm-hmm. Where are we having this conversation? Notice you're talking about the king looking for a specific people who will serve in his palace. Yes. Now he's looking for a people who are quick to understand. Now, there's a difference between understanding mm-hmm. and being quick to understand. It could have just said, we're looking for people who can understand. Mm. All right? Now, but it says yes. quick. So, being quick to understand goes beyond just understanding something. Mm-hmm. It means intelligence, having discernment, mm. having perception, having insight. <laughs> you can interpret matters quickly. In other words, quick to understand simply means this. When I say something to you, when I finish, you rephrase it in actionable form. Mm. Please, please tell that. <laughs> tell that to anyone who, is, who would care to listen to what quick to understand yes. is. Because I say to you, you know, what I need done yeah. is that, uh, for example, I would need uh, a building put up here. Okay? Like you, some of you are aware we are doing a project with some of the school we've adopted and there's a, a little, uh, an orphaned family we're building a house for. And you know what we were doing. So it's like sitting with the team and saying, we need to build a house for these young people. Quick to understand simply means, the next phrase I hear is that, so what you're saying is we need X amount of wood, we need X amount of this. That's called quick to understand. To understand. It's already been translated into specifics that can be carried out. Mm. Some people, listen, the best example of people who are slow to understand is <laughs> when you crack a joke. Mm-hmm. And everybody is laughing. Yes. And every, so one person is asking everybody, what's so funny? What's up? They have no clue. Yes. And then when everything is done, much later, you hear the explanation. Ah, I get, I get it. And now they start laughing. You're like, that's the problem right there. Quick to understand. Yes. So there are some people who can understand. Yes. It doesn't matter how long. Some people it will take a year. A year to get it. And that is where when you talk about even in the kingdom, and you're saying that, listen, as the word is coming forth, mm-hmm. are you quick to understand? Yes. There are times when we can talk about something, and you already have seen where you're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. You can see where we are going. Yes. But when you're not quick to understand, and you're looking and you're like, mm, mm-hmm. 
Mm. You're trying to think, okay, I don't yes. know what you're saying. I'm trying to grasp what you're saying. Yes. And if you have that problem, you need to say, wait a minute, I am not quick to help. understand. I need help. Remember here, it's not a place where, as much as sometimes you might say something in a light, light, light manner, yes. we are not laughing like, okay, this is a silly person. No, we are saying, listen, we need these qualities. We need people in the church who are quick to understand. Yes. Because if you go to a community, I'm telling you, we always talk about the church as this is the place where people are left behind. Yes. So quick to understand is not an art. So when you say something, you're like, okay, do you understand that when you're saying the kingdom of God is forcefully advancing, we are simply saying by listening to that statement, you're like, wait, I have to be forceful yes. to enter into this kingdom. Yes. Otherwise, the kingdom does not wait for people to be like, to understand. Quick to understand. And here's the thing. We've got two groups who do not get quick understanding in quotes. There's the one group that truly does not grasp things quickly. Okay. They're not able to fully comprehend and when you when you grasp something, when we say you're quick to understand it means after I spoke when I came back I found you had accomplished something. Yeah. Like like with David. The Bible says and David said I fast. We told of three guys who mm -hmm. were quick to understand. Mm -hmm. They interpreted that statement, went, got water and brought. But if you're not quick to understand, you wonder, why would David fast at this time? It is at night, it's not even hot. You begin to have all sorts of things, but there's another group <laughs> that is not lack of being quick to understand. Mm. They choose not to understand. Mm. So there are some topics I decide by the way. That one I can't hear. In fact, I'm not understanding. Yeah. And many times, there are many believers who are not quick to understand something that requires them to take responsibility. Mm. Mm. So instead of I taking can yeah, tell where yeah, you're yeah, going. Yeah. I can tell that you're taking yes. it to a place of responsibility. Yes. So I'll pretend I don't. that I don't get. And I keep pushing it back to you and saying, did you mean, did you mean? In truth, you know what I mean. But you're being very smart in how you're caging around it and looking for a shorter route, mm -hmm. an easier way to avoid the full thing you've understood actually to mean what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And that's the, in fact, it is better those who are slow to understand than those who pretend they did not understand. Because mm. there are people who will tell you, listen, I can interpret where you're going. Yes. I know what you're telling me God is asking me to do. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So I am not quick to understand. Yeah. I, but I, get... I understand, but slowly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you'll hear things like, um, I heard you, but the part I didn't get, yes. no, it's not that you didn't get. Mm -hmm. The part you don't want to get. Mm. So ask, pause for a minute and ask yourself right now, what are the things you've had that created fear? or that you struggled to respond to, mm. or that you felt an argument arising in you mm. against. Yeah. And so, instead of acknowledging that you, it's better to be honest and say, you know what, what you said, I struggle with it for this reason. Don't rephrase mm -hmm. with language and say, what did you mean? You know exactly what was meant, yeah. but you're quick to say, I didn't get what you said. What you simply mean is, I don't want to get what you said. Tell me in another way that might give me another meaning. Exactly. Remember, you're talking about quick to understand yes. the ability to grasp instructions and complete tasks. Yes. Swiftly. Not swiftly. just complete. Swiftly. Swiftly. All right? All right. So there's another thing here. He wanted a people mm. who have the capacity to serve in the king's palace. That's huge. Yeah. Capacity to serve, which yes. simply means, do you understand royal protocol? Remember wisdom? Yes. Remember knowledge? Mm -hmm. In other words, as you, as you come before, because opportunities are going to be created for you to function at. High level opportunities. Do you understand what conversations are held at that level? Mm -hmm. Do you understand 
how to interact with the people of that level. Yes. Do you understand the norms, the diplomacy? This means this has to go even into geopolitics, mm. strategy, economy. Yeah. Listen, why do I say this is important? There are so many people, pastors, who've come before kings mm. and have got no clue how to act before kings. Mm. Meaning, when the king, when the door opens to the king, do you have the capacity to serve? Meaning, are you able to serve him something? That Not the ability key. to work. There's a yes. difference between capacity to work and capacity to serve. Yes. Here, when you talk about serving, is when the doors open and you come before the king, what are you serving him? Exactly. Are you in a place where you can talk about, when you talk of geopolitics, yes. I know what to talk about here. Absolutely. When you come to serve in yes. the king's palace, are you coming with solutions, serving him solutions of uh, climate change? Absolutely. Are do you, you coming with that? Do you have that capacity? Mm. Uh, you talk of the book of Esther. Yes. When it was time for her to come before the king, mm. she went to Mordecai for wisdom. Yes. Notice. Wow. Because there was a royal protocol in how you approach the king so that you can plead your cause and get the favor of the king. Mm -hmm. There was a structure. Yes. There was a strategy. Do you know it? Mm. Do you know how to interact with Babylon in ways that you do not lose who you are? Yes. And yet, you are respected and revered mm -hmm. and you do not offend and you still carry out God's assignment? Yes. That's and you see, when you talk about the king's palace, whatever solution you bring here is for the nation. Absolutely. The king is not inter interested with solutions for himself. No. Nope. It is for the nation. Mm -hmm. So when the doors open, yes. what solutions are you bringing that mm -hmm. will help the people, where people will feel a change yeah. because you exactly. appeared before the king? I go. love what you said about yeah. geopolitics. Yeah, do you understand geopolitics? Yes. Do you understand how to interact and raise issues? Mm. Today, if there's lacking things across our nations, is that in most nations, what I call Christian nations, mm -hmm. where the church has come close to politics, mm -hmm. the church has misunderstood this concept. So much so that the church is always trying to align with the present king mm. instead of align with God, no matter which king. So if you align with the king, and the time comes when a king who knew not Joseph walks in, you are, it means now you're like, you're, you're actually... Yes, you're obsolete. an enemy. Yes, you become an enemy. Yes. Your services are obsolete. Exactly. Yet you could be possessing wisdom that will help the king. And then if you're not... But you align yourself yeah. wrong. And if you, if you align yourself wrong, yeah. you'll end up like Ahab's prophets. You'll be prophesying what the king wants to hear hmm. instead of in private telling the king, like Nathan, yes. what the king needs to hear. Now, when you talk about these people coming to the king and they're all brought, yes. and they're all, you know, now we are shortlisting. Yes. Now, they're supposed to be taught. Yep. And when you talk about being taught here, you say that there's one of the things that were to be taught mm -hmm. was the language of the Chaldeans. Yes. Now, notice, when you talk about the, uh, Daniel, mm. when it came to being taught the language, they did not resist. Exactly. Let's talk about that the language of the Chaldeans. That is very important. Now, remember now, mm -hmm. we are now moving away from just what the king wanted, okay. the shortlisting. Yes. We are now moving to the assignment given to the eunuch okay. and what now the king wanted them to be walked through. Mm -hmm. Okay. Remember, we've, we've dealt with their capacities. Yes. We've dealt with what kind of people. Yes. Now we want to look at what is being input mm. in them. And here is where the wisdom is important. To know what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. So let's look at the things that when they were given, they yes. did not resist, like so. neither did they make so much noise about it. They didn't make it a big deal. Now, the language of the Chaldeans, exactly. what does that mean? Now, language 
is mostly about simply being able to communicate or to be understood, basic level. Okay. Meaning, if you're in a foreign place and you're going to function there for years, you better be able to communicate. Okay. So there's a basis. But there's an interesting, it says the language and the literature. Now you have to separate the two. Yes. Language is simply communicating, meaning, do you have, do you understand the language of Babylon or do you speak Christianese? In, in Babylon. Babylon. And that also means if you're working for a specific company, they have a language. Thank you. There's a language you need to understand. Yes. You know, you cannot now go to this company in Babylon where God is placing you like a Daniel to bring a solution and then you start all meetings with praise the Lord. You see, like the good book says that uh, wrong when, language. when we come together as brothers here, you're like the language wrong is wrong. Language. But do you realize there are many Christians who think, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you are telling us not to say that in Babylon because they were taught you must speak your language because you need to take over and show them how you are part of the kingdom. You cannot be a captive showing them. Oh. That's foolishness. <laughs> in fact, they realize this one needs to be put down. You're yes. a rebellious person. Mm. You need strategy. Language. Language yeah. means if you're in technology, speak technology. Mm. In whatever field you're in, speak the language of that place, learn it well. And the, when we say that God gave Daniel yes. wisdom, yes. when we talk about the Holy Spirit in you, yes. will give you even more wisdom to deal Thank with you. that issue, don't tell them. That one you do in the closet. Simple. Where you speak and you say, listen, I'm speaking to my God. Yes. Like Daniel, face Jerusalem. Don't face the people. Face Jerusalem and talk to God. Give me solution for this thing. But when you appear, don't tell them, you know, uh, last night as I was praying, the Holy Spirit told me. My friend, <laughs> it's called lack of wisdom. Yes. Language works like this. Let me give you an example. Okay. You stand before kings, presidents, mm. whatever. You do not start with God is good. Mm. First and foremost, that's an obvious statement. There's nothing you're adding to it. Yes. Saying God is good does not make God good. Mm. Mm. Saying God is good does not impose his goodness on anyone. anyone. God is good is an internal knowledge, not an external statement. Mm. And God is good. It's something you tell it's yourself. It's something I have experienced. His goodness. I have embodied his goodness. Therefore, in me, um, in, in my state of being, yes. I know he's good. I don't have to say it. Now. When Babylon says it with you, they are mocking you. Oh, because they don't believe in that God. Which God? Good with what? If he was good, the fact, yeah, the God that allows you to serve me must be good. Hmm. Let's agree with you. We we'll disagree. Why? 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 Uh, let me ask you this: Why do we clap when you see non-believers, an atheist, or a Muslim, or a Hindu saying, "Praise the Lord" or "God is good"? Why do we find that? Because. Like, we actually think yeah. that statement is a true statement. Hmm. They're just saying it, by the way, they've learned your language, hmm. you've not learned theirs. Hmm. And do you know what happens when you learn the language of a, of a captive group of people? You shape their language. Hmm. That's a problem. So you must understand, it is better to stand up and say, Your Excellencies, all protocols observed language of Babylon. It yes. does not change who you are. It is not lack of a testimony. It is understanding your assignment is not about publicity. Mm. So when doors open because your gift will open doors, the doors are open now. 
what you say there, remove Christianism. Exactly. Remove this language that is only understood by people who are locked in a building. Yes. People who call themselves Christian. Yes. This language is not understood out there. They don't know what it is. So don't also impose your language on them. When you come to this place, the king tells you, listen, teach these people the language of the Chaldeans. Yes. We know they know another language. In fact. But we want them to talk our language. In fact, let me ask you. When there are people who speak a different language from you in the natural. Okay. Okay. And even if you can understand that language. When they speak it and you're there, how do you respond? Mm -hmm. You respond with offense. Why, though they can speak a common language to all of us, yes. why do they choose to speak in their language mm. and make me speak their language? Mm. That means they believe their language is superior to my language. Yes. Now, you do not impose a language that is superior when you're a captive. Mm -hmm. I think here we are simply saying, here you are. If you look at this story of Daniel, yep. when he talks about the language of the Chaldeans, we will see what they accepted or they did not accept. Yeah. Language is what no they problem. said. Listen, I can talk your language. Spoken in fact, 100%. teach me. Okay. In fact, if, if we believers today met Daniel, yes, would mistake him because he's talking their language. Perfect. What about the literature? Now, the literature is a little different. Okay. Literature is not just language. Literature is what is behind the language. The philosophy, culture, or way of life. Hmm. In other words, your literature is your philosophy. It's your beliefs. It's the dreams of a nation. It's the history. It is the character of a nation. So they learned the philosophy of Babylon. Mm. They understood how Babylon thinks. Mm -hmm. They understood the culture and the norms of Babylon. They understood the operating reasoning of Babylon. They did not, listen, they learned it. They became masters of it. Let me explain it this way. Today, assume we are not bound by culture. But our families come from a lineage of culture. Okay? Yes. We have a kingdom, culture. culture. But we have the wisdom that when we go into those spaces, because a visit cannot change a culture, <laughs> we have the social wisdom to know how not to offend the culture so that that which we carry can have weight. Mm. We don't come into confrontation with a culture for a day. Mm -hmm. Listen, you, you come to a marriage event, they tell you to dress in African attire. You now want to impose your philosophy. Hmm. Foolishness. I think also this thing of when you come to, like you're saying, this yeah. is a wedding here, and somebody says, oh, how are you, Charles? I am blessed and highly favored. Praise the Lord, brother. What for? You put somebody off. Yeah. <laughs> You've come to my environment. Yes. Nobody told you you must come. Hmm. Hmm. You chose to come. Yes. Why are you imposing on me where you come from. And again, when we talk about the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is not where we impose on people. Nope. It is a lifestyle we have that causes somebody to say, listen, yes. you guys are different. Yeah. There's something you know. And even yes. when they come like that, you don't run saying, by the way, three people got saved yesterday. Hey, stop. Yeah. What do you want? Yeah. There's no time you saw Jesus saying, how many of you, now that I've given you bread and fish, how and many I'll of you, you believe in me and they want to accept me as their Lord and Savior? He always told them, go. Imagine. Go. <laughs> you know? So, yes. when, so, yeah? So, so the whole idea is, when you talk about learning the philosophy, if you don't understand the philosophy of our people, you mm. can't rule them. Mm. That's why you should learn their you literature. Must learn yeah? their philosophy. Yeah? And Daniel had no problem mm. learning the language of Babylon. Yes. No problem learning the philosophy of, of Babylon. Mm. So understanding their way of yes. life. Now, this king said, we will give them a portion. 
He, he, he gave them a portion of his food yes. and his wine. Not just yes. wine or food. His food and his wine. This he gave them. Now, let's see. When you talked <laughs> about the things they accepted, what yes. they did not accept. Yes. Food and, and wine. wine. Now, you have to get into what you usually say context has to be understood. Yes. Of all the things that the king insisted that should be done for them, why was food and wine important? Hmm. I mean, a portion is a portion. They are captives. Yes. Why the king's food? Hmm. Why the king's wine? wine. Yet, they are eunuchs. Mm -hmm. We're not making them kings. Yes. You have to understand the context of food and, and wine. wine in the days of Daniel and in the biblical days. Okay. Food and wine has always been a symbol of impartation, indoctrination. Hmm. Whenever food and wine is presented in scripture, it is always representing a covenant. Mm -hmm. Because to, to the ancient people, food wasn't just food. Yes. Food came from your God. Mm. Food was a principle of life that came from your God. And food and wine had even a greater dimension. In fact, when people sat together for food and wine, it means we are one. Mm -hmm. There was a major yeah, covenant connected. Bread. And that's why, listen, even Jesus... The night before, he was taken away. What did he offer? Bread and wine. Yes. Melchizedek shows up. Bread and wine. Jesus did not invent bread and wine. Mm. Jesus put something together that they as Hebrews understood its meaning. Yes. And in that day, he went out of his way to say, when you take this and you drink this, you are in covenant with me. Mm -hmm. You are becoming part of my body, my philosophy, my way of life. Mm. And so... Let, let's just look at some scriptures just to, to kind of give you a picture of why this is important. All right. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. That is Genesis 14, yes. uh, verse 18. Uh -huh. Again, if you look at John chapter 4, you see that Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. That's mm. verse 34. That means food determines who sent you and the work you're here to do. So when he offers them his food and yes. his wine, yes. first of all, there's something you said, let me go back to it. Yes. That when you talk about food and wine, yes. when you talk about productivity in the earth, yes. even men, no matter which community they came from, yes. they knew it came from one above them. Exactly. And that is why you always so sacrifice so that you can have rain, yes. so that you can have food. Yes. So when you have food, you're already saying, my God provided for me yes now this food that were being offered it's not just about you eat and get full exactly no 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 no. i'm giving you what my my god small g yes. provided for me exactly and that's why they said and and hold. you by accepting this mm -hmm. and acknowledging my god is your god mm. and he is your provider simple yeah that's what it's about listen guys i know even in what we now want to call communion and we've moved it from covenant to ceremony. Mm. We think, oh, let's break bread together. Some biscuits, some water in Jesus' name. Listen, breaking bread together is having a covenant meal. Having a covenant meal is eating together in acknowledgement that you're my brother, we have one God. Mm. That's the weight of this principle. Yes. So uh, moving it into the service doesn't takes away the power. Yes. And again, also like what we tell people, yes. when we say we are breaking bread, because yes. if you go back and check even the times Jesus broke bread, there's no time he asked for a, bre a piece of bread nope. and, a, and a cup. They were having a meal. Yes. 
And he said, do this as often in remembrance of me. So go. if you break bread today, what are you remembering? Uh -huh. What is it that he did that you're remembering today? And this activity we are doing empowers you more because it has just brought to remembrance yes. of what Christ the did. covenant we have. The yes. covenant he gave us in his life. Mm. And the covenant we live by that gives us access to all the other covenants. Yes. That's what this is about. So when the king offers them food and wine, yes. what covenant is he is doing Is he connecting them, them yes. to? And that's why you see it in Daniel in other places. Mm -hmm. You see Daniel refusing to bow down to an image. Yes. Covenants. As much as I function here, there is a place I draw the line. Mm. It is always a symbol of the preceding word. Mm. That's why you see Melchizedek brought bread and wine. Bread and wine is always a picture of the preceding word. What word are you living by? Mm. So when you take the king's bread, you're living by his word. Mm. You're living by his God. You're living by his order of life. And it's always in conflict with God. So let me say something here. Uh, talking of the proceeding word. Yes. That Jesus said, if you eat of this, yes. you are eating of my body, yes. drinking of my blood. blood. All right? And of course, you remember those days, they're like, some people are like, okay, wait, 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 what, wait what are you saying? We eat of you, my friend. No. Picture of the proceeding word. If you yes. eat of the proceeding word, if you eat of it, you're eating of his body yes. and his uh, blood. Yes. So when we talk today, we say, listen, will you hear us now saying we have a ritual where we must all come together and break bread as, they, as we saw that time, or which is a normal ritual yes. in many churches. Yeah. You might be breaking the biscuit and taking the juice, but you're not breaking the proceeding word. Absolutely. You're not breaking the word that you have received. Yes. The word that you have received from God, break it. Because the minute you're breaking the word, you're discussing it, you're talking about it, it is taking shape in yes. you and it is giving you shape and form. Yes. So when you talk about the um, uh, food and wine, we're talking about breaking bread. True. Breaking the and word. Unpacking the word. Yes. Both are symbols of the word. Yes. One is a symbol of the word in provision, bread. The other is a symbol of the word in power, mm. spirit. Mm. So walking in a dimension with God that not only your day-to-day -day life lining up with God, but the power that you release is from God. Mm -hmm. That's where they were being taken to, and that's the only thing that Daniel drew the line. I'm not going to take your food yes. and your... And then he chose vegetables. Exactly. Remember, they were going to be indoctrinated for three years. Yes. He was going to give them his... break bread with them for three years. Absolutely. Now, question. When uh, Now he says, let's have the vegetables. Yes. What's the picture there? Now... Understand that when you look at the same scripture, Daniel has a very funny way of dealing with this. Mm -hmm. He says, and Daniel refused, purposed in his heart. Mm. Notice where? Started in the heart. We've not lost the heart yet. Yes. Purposed in his heart not to defile himself. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, where does defilement come from? In the heart. The food had nothing to do with it. Mm. If he can decide in his heart not to be defiled, when he, it comes now to his mind, he is clear that, my friend, I'm not eating this. Exactly. So yeah. he knew the target was his heart. Yes. He says, I will not defile myself with the food or the wine of the king. Mm. Not, listen, he called it defiled. It was food. But he said defiled. It wasn't poison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Meaning, he understood the covenant they wanted to enter into, and that covenant is now what he calls defilement. And that's what we talked about last week, that if your yes. heart, there's no, it can be corrupted with Babylonian Thank mentality you. and ideologies, and you think you'll hear of the kingdom of yes. God, you can't. So he said, listen, yep. my heart is pure. 
Yes. Remember what you said? The scripture that talks about be pure because you'll see God. See God. He when knew. you're defiled, you're no longer see God. So please understand defilement here is not the way we think defilement is. Yes. To us, defilement is when somebody sins. Mm. Defilement is adultery. Defilement. Yes. Ah, Daniel, what is being asked to do is not in the natural sense in any way connected to those issues. Mm. Yet Daniel can identify it and call it defilement. Yes. But the Hebrew word used here is the word ga'al. The ga'al means to be polluted. Mm-hmm. To be polluted means something that is clean is now being mixed. Remember Babylon means? Mixture. Thank you. Mm. So the principle mm. is here. One thing I am, I am in I, I, I am in Babylon but I'm not for Babylon. Yes. This was the stage where you are twisted to become for Babylon. Mm. You now begin to defend Babylon against the kingdom as opposed to be in Babylon to make sure the kingdom comes. Mm. And remember we said that he was given food and yes. wine. And we are saying he is now being given the, it's, it's like a covenant they are making yes. with the gods of this king. Yes. And he said that that you're giving me is a word. I'm not going to yeah. live by that. I refuse to live by that word. Because exactly. we're talking about, like in Melchizedek, when you talk about bread and wine, yep. we're talking about he brought you a word. Yes. Isn't it? Now Daniel chose to eat vegetables. Yep. Now vegetables are always fresh. You can't Keep them and eat them tomorrow. They are fresh. Proceeding. That's now proceeding word. He chose to the, eat. By a proceeding. proceeding word. Yes. And you'll notice that Daniel has not lost the concept of the prophetic word and the proceeding yes. word. Yes. In other words, this is also the concept of impartation. Hmm. Remember the series we spoke about, the, the conversation we spoke about impartation? Yes. Where are you sourcing your impartation from? Hmm. Some people listening to me in the Kenyan African context, your impartation is still from culture. Hmm. That's the king's food that you understand. And by the way, it's funny, maybe those of you who are outside in the diaspora and around the world may not understand this, but all Africans will understand this. Is there a single African event, ceremony, that does not concern eating? Hmm. Think, slaughtering something and eating it. It's hmm. called covenants. Yes. That's a principle. That means your impartation will now, your life will be defined. The power you live by will be defined by the source. That's called switching sources. Yes. That's all it was about. So the concept of defiling here is not about drunkenness or greed. That's not the issue. Mm-hmm. It's about spiritual disconnection from heaven. Mm. So when he says, I am not going to eat on that table, yes. the table is set for you, but you're saying, you know what? Sitting on that table to eat with the king yes. is disconnection from my king. Go. Now you come into a place of placing your king. Remember we talk about two masters. Yep. You're saying, listen, God is my master. I'm not going to be disconnected from heaven because of the word I'm receiving from the king. That one, go. they said no. Exactly. And you'll see that with Daniel a lot. Yes. Daniel, and this is where we have a problem, when we've been captives too long. Mm-hmm. When we've been captives too long, there's a story that is told of Daniel that is said that there were people who wanted to fault him. Yes. And they knew they could not fault him in any other matter. Yes. Except in how he prays mm-hmm. to his God. Notice the principle. Now, Babylonians would not know that. Remember, these guys came as a whole lot of people from Jerusalem. There is a group that mm. ate mm. the covenant of the king. And they knew about Daniel's model. Wow. And therefore, they are the ones who set him up. Mm. So th- when they principle. say that he was praying three times, this is Jerusalem or Jerusalem citizens Telling the king. Exactly. Who are now turned. They are yeah. now Babylonians. Yeah. And you notice Daniel did not pray for the king in public. 
he prayed hidden, as we said either. Yes. And these guys understood his prayer is so deadly mm. that we need to stop it because it shapes things even in, in Babylon. So when you talk about him eating um, of the king's food and drink, we're talking about inability to download from the spirit realm. Simple. He will not be able to. That is it. When you eat of that, the heavens are closed. Yep. You can't It's about yeah. being tuned out of the frequencies of heaven. Okay. Now the problem with such a trick mm -hmm. is that when you're tuned out of the frequencies of heaven, you can still act like you hear from heaven. That's mm. what Babylon likes. Mm. Babylon will retain you yes. to claim you hear, but you will be hearing for them. Mm. But Daniel refuses. So Daniel does not mind having his name changed, by the way. Yes. And that's why I don't know why we really struggle with, I must be called pastor, apostle. There are places I'm a futurist. Mm. I don't struggle with the name of Babylon doesn't change me. Mm. The pettiness that if they call you this equals, that's mm. not kingdom. Mm. Daniel did not say, no, I'm Daniel and you'll only call me Daniel. Actually, he had another name. Yes. So if you go to, to Babylon those days and you to ask visit. for Daniel, they tell you we don't know who that is. Nope. So Daniel didn't mind yeah. his name being changed. No. Daniel didn't mind learning their language. Mm -hmm. He did not mind the literature of mm -hmm. Babylonians, but he drew the line when it came to the point of defilement. Yep. And this is where we are saying, yes. have you reached that place? Yes. Have you even known there's a place called defilement point? Uh -huh. Do you even know that? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you asked a question earlier. Yes. I don't know if it was in the last conversation. Mm -hmm. The disconnection point. When you are so proficient in Babylon, mm -hmm. doing great, understanding the language, everything. But when you hear a word, a proceeding word, it offends you. Mm -hmm. You are already defiled. You are defiled. When you come to this place where the word does not excite you anymore. Or you causes you fear. Or like we said, you do not have quick understanding. <laughs> By choice. <laughs> By choice. Yes. What happened to in the garden when Babylon arrived? Wow. The same voice that Adam lived by, hmm. became the voice that threatened him. Hmm. The same voice that gave him direction is the same voice he was now running away from. Exactly. Is that not us when you are defiled, when you have eaten of the yes. king's food yep. and the king's drank of yes. his wine? Yes. When you're not eating of the vegetables, fresh food, proceeding word from the mouth of God, that's what we are calling defilement. While we are there, what happened to Eve? She ate the king's hmm. food. Yeah. Same principle. Yes. When you eat the king's food, you have knowledge <laughs> and wisdom from Babylon that disagrees with knowledge and wisdom from the kingdom. Yes. And the knowledge, the voice of God mm. is scary, annoying, and offensive. Actually more annoying. Yes. That's what we always tell yep. people. That you who is watching now, I hope nobody is watching because you have time. You know, there are people mm. who can be like, hey, I'm home what anyway. Else? But you will not go after mm. the word. I don't know. I no longer look for instruction. And I think you've heard us talk about this many times. You always tell people, if you reach a place where you do not seek to have an instruction from God. Yep. But if he finds you, it falls on you. Yeah. It's okay, like rain. That's Maybe okay. I was just passing by and I had something. Mm. Now, when you're saying that, you're saying simply you've been defiled. Yep. Your heart has been contaminated. Uh -huh. You can no longer uh, hear from God. But it's not a problem to you. No. You're okay. I'm fine, guys. I'm okay. You know okay. why? How can you struggle and yet you have mm -hmm. another word? Wow. That you live by that you trust wow. more than the word of God. Hmm. How can you be bothered when you already have another impartation? Hmm. So then you begin to lose the, the, the knowledge that the word of God is more than a book. But it's the entire value system and manual for how the human race should live in the earth. Mm. But when you have eaten the king's food, yeah. in the same way, the king's meat represents the values and principles of the world 
that the Babylonians operate. Mm -hmm. So you are more defensive of that way of life because you've already eaten the king's food. I think also a good way to know that you've eaten the king's meat is when God says that um, I would like you to live by the proceeding word. Yes. The first thing you don't say, yes, this is my God talking. This is my father, the creator of the heaven and the earth. You know what you ask? Yeah. So are you saying, you always question it. So wait a minute, wait a minute. So are you saying that we must always uh, look for the word? So are you saying, it's almost like, okay, wait, must we? It's almost like you're being given this burden to carry and you're like, must I carry it? Must I have this thing? So you're not excited yes. when you hear the word. It's almost like, okay, must we? What is the minimum requirement? Mm. Now listen to this. Mm -hmm. There's a scripture in the New Testament that says, the word we speak to some, it mm. is the word of life. Yes. To some, it's the aroma of, of death. death. Yeah. Now the only thing that can hear the word and hear death is Babylon. Mm. Because every time the word comes, there's something that is going to die. There's something the word is coming to kill because every time you go into Babylon, you collect Babylonian mentality that the word comes and says, you know what, this mentality cannot go on. Yeah. So when you hear, you hear death, and that's when you're like, listen, I'm not going to finish this conversation. Yes. I know where you are going. You know the spirit of man is not foolish. Oh, yes. eh? It picks up things. Oh, yes. But you can choose, like what you said earlier, you can choose what you want to live by. That this word where you are headed, I don't want to hear. Yeah. I know. I know what you're mm. telling me to stop. Let me tell you. A good example so that you understand. If there is somebody who is single and there's somebody, okay, call it even married, and you're trying to look for your own entertainment out there, whether on your phone, whether by through humans, whatever, wh wherever you're looking for your entertainment. If you hear any scripture that is starting to talk about, you know what? You need to come closer to your father. You're like, closer to your father, my friend. I'm closer to something else here. Offense. Offense. So you're like, that word I don't want. Because what you're telling me, there's a relationship I'm engaged in. I know this relationship is not right. I don't want to get away from my relationship. So you know what you'll do? You'll either find fault with that word. Or like you said, yes. I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm not understanding. What is sad is mm -hmm. Babylon has designed the idea yes. that getting close to your father, mm. operating by a kingdom, mm. is diminishing life. That's the thing. That things will actually now not be as good. Mm. Not knowing that you're being given good instead of best. Mm. Babylon so is smart. If Babylon doesn't give you bad. Yes. They it give you good. You good which ends with evil, hmm. instead of best, which ends with life. Yeah. That's and where do you want to find also somebody who is not going to hear? I don't hear. I don't even understand what you're saying. Leave alone hearing. I won't understand any way I've chosen. If you're in this relationship that is taking you away from where you're supposed to be, you will know that's happening. But you know what? Meet that person when they hit the wall. It's not working. I've just discovered she's like this. I've just discovered she's yeah. like this. Mm -hmm. When you come back, you should see how that person comes like, where did you leave me? I'm always for the word. I know God will give me somebody. I know my... You're like, wait, you mean all along you couldn't understand kingdom? But you know what? There are people who choose. Let me take my path. When I hit the wall, I'll be back. Yeah. Not just in relationship, whether in business, whether in money, whether in whatever you're doing where you know I'm going away from what God has said. That's I've it. already been defiled. Yeah, yeah. But I know. So you have to learn to be like Daniel. You're in Babylon. Mm -hmm. But you refuse to operate by the same standards mm. and values of what surrounds you. Yes. In other words, it's the standards and values. It's not the place. Mm. Yeah. Now, if you do that, 
This is interesting. Like I said, most people think that if you operate by a proceeding word, fresh vegetables, yes, daily, okay, by the proceeding word, people think your life will diminish. Mm -hmm. Let's actually look at scripture, at what happened to them. Remember, they're in line. I don't know how many nobles were taken. We don't know how many of the royal family, but we only know of four mm. that chose not to be defiled. And this is interesting because while we usually look at this scripture only in the context of the four, we don't realize that then there were others who did not reach this. Yes. So there were others. So who when you talk about the four, we are saying these are the people who said, listen, I'm yeah. not going to be defiled. Exactly. I'm not going to be defiled. Yes. As for these four young men, mm -hmm. God gave them knowledge mm -hmm. and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. I want you to notice <laughs> something weird. Mm -hmm. Who gave them the knowledge and in, in literature? Mm -hmm. God. So God gave them insight on Babylonian literature. Okay. Interesting. They did not learn Babylonian literature through the covenant of the king. Mm -hmm. Yes. It is God who gave them insight into it. God did not give them biblical knowledge. Let's See that scripture again. As for these four young men, yes, God gave them knowledge mm -hmm. and skill mm -hmm. in all literature and mm -hmm. wisdom. So not what God does, not just Babylonian, all. So now God is saying, you're going to operate from a place where you understand how the world thinks. Why? You are not bound by their teaching of it, but I'll give you oversight on how it works. Mm -hmm. I want you to see the, 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 the difference. So for all four of them, they were given this capacity. Remember that the, the king wanted people who had all knowledge, right? Yes. So while they were busy not eating the king's food, meaning not being infected with the king's knowledge, God was giving them superior knowledge. Mm. So God doesn't... Listen, people. It is one thing to say, I will not learn this in Babylon. Mm -hmm. But if you're not learning anything superior, there is nothing you've done. Yeah. You've just resisted. They did not refuse, but they became smarter. Okay. Okay? He also gave them wisdom. Yes. But now, within the wisdom, something begins to shift. It says, but for Daniel, mm. he had understanding of all visions, visions and, dreams. and dreams. Yes. Okay. Pause. Daniel wasn't given understanding of prophecy, understanding of biblical, mm -hmm. understanding of... God was making Daniel superior and relevant mm. in Babylon. Meaning, no matter what happened in the realm of Babylon, Daniel had understanding of what that was. And you know when they were told to eat vegetables, uh, they say they want yes. to eat vegetables, yeah. and given time, mm -hmm. you eat your vegetables because now you've refused yeah. to be defiled. Now verse 18 talks about, now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. Then the king interviewed them. And among them, all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. Now listen. Of all brought, that means there were many. They were tested by the king. And I don't think that the king was testing them in scriptures. <laughs> now let's see what he was actually testing them. Because the Bible says, and the king interviewed them and tested them. And in all who are tested, there was none found like these four. So to find out what they have been uh, tested yes. on, 
Yes. Verse 20 expounds. Yeah. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who are in all his realm. I want you now to pay close attention, please, because Christendom, unfortunately, uses this scripture when we are praying for students to go for an exam. Yes. This is a <laughs> serious thing going on. This is not about praying for somebody to go and exam. Oh, Father, we pray for our children. They are ten times. No, it's not a prayer. Mm. Stop, stop quoting Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. It's not a prayer. Okay. What happened is Nebuchadnezzar now wants to test them in everything. And then he says something funny. But when he tested them, he found that they were ten times better than who? All the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. So how did he test them? Mm. How do you test them to prove they are ten times wiser than the magicians and astrologers. Those tests were off the charts. Hmm. Those tests must have been very serious tests. Yes. If the astrologers talk of the future, then you must test. You must call the astrologers and say what will happen next week mm -hmm. and call Daniel what will happen next week. And Daniel So you're saying accurate. this was not theory? This was not this theory. This was practical. It says in all the things he examined them, they yes. were found to be ten times wise, better, better. than all the magicians and all the astrologers. So the magicians and astrologers were good. They were functional. These guys were better. They were better. These <laughs> yeah. guys helped the king rule. Mm. Now, please understand, this does not mean that they became magicians and astrologers. Mm. Yes. That's all it says. Mm. It says, the magician was known to operate at a certain level. Okay. The astrologers were known to function at a certain level. Now, when this, this is how the governor, this nation that was so powerful ruled the world. It meant, in, in, in Nebuchadnezzar's mind, when he went through to a nation, he must have consulted these people. Mm -hmm. Now it says that when he now tests Daniel and his companions, they are smarter, better than magicians and astrologers. Mm. They are not better in magic and astrology. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. not mistake those two things. Mm -hmm. They did not become any of those things. They just operated at a higher dimension. Yes. So, if you understand that, it simply means that none of these dark arts that the king was used to and depended on came even close to competing with the capacities of Daniel and, and his, his companions. companions. So, whenever the king asked for a solution, they were more accurate, the outcomes were more specific. Yeah. That means God gave them insight on matters government, matters kingdom. In fact, if you want to get proper insight, there's a story told in Daniel 5 mm -hmm. when there's the writing on the wall. Okay. When, the, when, the, when the, the son of this particular king is now ruling, yeah. he did not consult of Daniel. He's the only king who did not. Mm. And because he doesn't, the country goes into chaos. He abuses spiritual things. And now there's writing on the wall. Now, the queen now says to the king, please, there's a man. And I want you to notice how she describes him. It's very mm. important that you understand she's describing Daniel. Okay, let's go back. The king tests Daniel yes. and these guys. He rules. The king now, the next king, does not work with them. Mm -hmm. But the queen, who remembers how Daniel operated, now describes not what the king tested, but describes how Daniel functioned. And I love what she said. Yes. There is a man in your kingdom mm -hmm. in whom is a spirit of the holy God. Mm -hmm. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father the king, made him chief 
of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. Mm -hmm. Inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar, now let Daniel be called, and he will give the interpretation. Listen to that breakdown. This woman can talk. <laughs> Listen to that. <laughs> she can explain herself. She's telling She's you powerful. Yeah, that this guy was not just consulted. Yeah. This is all the things he was consulted. Yes. This is how he dealt with the king. In fact, she repeats the king, your father, the king, mm -hmm. Nebuchadnezzar, consulted this guy. This guy was above all, all the astrologers. So right now you are wasting your time asking all oh, these guys the question. Call this guy. There is a man in mm. the kingdom. Mm. This guy operates on another level. He's mm. connected to a holy God. Yes. That God has wisdom that has given him that is greater than our gods. Yeah. You understand? So this is a description of how Daniel functioned in Babylon. Guys, this is not a prayer we pray of our children. Mm. It's not a prayer we pray over our people. This is how we are supposed to function in Babylon. In other words, Babylon should describe us. Because this is the queen in yes. Babylon describing these people, exactly. describing Daniel. Yes. That means it is Babylon that should be looking at you yes. and talking like that concerning there you. you go. And I like what you're saying. Yeah. This is not a prayer. No. It is a reality. It's a reality. This is who you should be. Yes. And you see when he talks about uh, Daniel in 121, he talks about that Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. So in conclusion, because Daniel mm -hmm. operated like this, yeah. because Daniel functioned at that level, because Daniel had all these capacities, the word thus is a very interesting yeah. term in, in the King James Bible. It simply means mm. in this manner. Mm. In this manner, Daniel. Of breaking down these things, mm -hmm. of interpreting enigmas, yes. of solving complex yes. matters, of doing all these things for kings, Daniel mm -hmm. continued at the, until the first year of King Cyrus. Truth is told that the Bible says Daniel worked with or stayed in function with four kings. Mm. That's Power of endurance. Power of endurance. Mm. So we are saying that there's a capacity that if we are truly going to raise that idea as we build towards the kingdom, we must understand that we have to thrive in the Babylonian system and yet, like we said earlier, not be bound to one king. Hmm. Our wisdom is so important that no matter what king changes, and by king I mean government, I mean company, yes. I mean sphere of influence, you should remain no matter what the changes are. Hmm. Technology changes, you're still on top. Yes. Uh, situations changes and you're still on top. CEOs change, you're still on top. Company policy changes, you're still on top. That's what we're talking about. Remember, in every season, God is always giving us new truths. And we say yes. that the truth of God is like an onion, where it's a layer after layer. And every layer that you open, it's fresh. Yes. And it is like, wow, I didn't know this existed. Yes. Or it is like, wow, this is a new level. Mm -hmm. Every time you should be going to new levels and new levels yeah. and new levels. So when you talk about Daniel, yes. we are simply saying, listen, as much as we know that Daniel has principles that we should be living by, when we go to that new place, we ask ourselves, remember Daniel was a hmm. eunuch? Yep. Yet Daniel survives in the midst of a Babylonian system. Yes. And in a period of several <laughs> decades, yes. he outlives several kings. So as much as you talk about the Daniel generation, yes. you come to a place where you say, 
we have survived? Have we gone through? Yes. Have we done? Have we lived that life without of being moved in our position? Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. And so this endurance comes by having a futuristic mentality. Yes. That sees the present as it really is. Mm -hmm. He was always one step ahead. He could literally see the future. When you hear that, do you hear yourself? You said something. Mm. Whether you're in government, yep. in a company, are you seeing yourself as one who can go through, no matter what changes, you are relevant. Yep. There are many people, once the company changes, yes, you're yep. not required. It's true. Now, come to a place of saying, listen, as long as I have the wisdom of the most holy God, yes. this company will need me. This government mm. will need me. It doesn't matter what changes. Yes. I remain relevant. That's and you know, it's mentality. interesting that in the Bible, yep. Daniel is listed among the prophets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. When you talk about the book of prophets, yes. Daniel is Daniel, one of them. Yeah. And yet Daniel does not prophesy the way we know prophecy. Mm, that says mm. the Lord. And what's unique about the Daniel thing, and we're not done with Daniel, by the way. Yes. We're soon going to see how does a eunuch flow through this season and up to when. Mm. All right? But let me tell you something unique about Daniel as a prophet yes. compared to all the other prophets who are kings. All the other prophets who are kings, generally, generally, Yes, there were some prophets that, that, that went through a number of kings, but most prophets primarily were called to a particular king. Mm. Right? Most. So you'll find that when, when, when a king died, he had, the next king had a different prophet. Mm -hmm. And that's very common in scripture. And sometimes, yes. because of that, the prophets who are designed in that way cannot see into the next season. Mm. Mm. That's a problem. The old prophet can't see the new season. Mm. If you're a prophet connected to a king, then we have a problem. Mm -hmm. And this is the thing. Let me give a, a simple example. Yes. Samuel, the Bible says that Samuel is the prophet whose words did not fall to the ground. Mm. Meaning, Samuel was such a unique prophet. He's the first prophet to introduce a school of prophets. Yes. He's the first prophet to create uh, this whole dynamic of prophets who rule over kings. He introduced the model, the concept. But a strange thing. Samuel missed David six times. Hmm. Surely this is the Lord's anointing. Yeah. Surely. Why? Because Samuel was not David's prophet. Hmm. Nathan was David's prophet. So if, if you're a prophet who's locked into a timeline of a king, hmm. then when the next king comes, your sight is limited. And you know what we ask now? Of course the question begs. Yes. If the king was searching, Yes. And he's looking for a people without blemish, a people who are good mm -hmm. to understand, a people who can serve in the king's palace, a people yes. who understands the language of the Chaldees, a people who have done all these things that we've talked about. Yes. Would he be chosen? Would he look for you? Would, would you be captured, shortlisted, mm -hmm. trained? And the joke is eventually the, 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 the king depends on Daniel. Mm -hmm. Daniel doesn't depend on the king. Totally different. So we want the prophetic that oversees many kings, mm -hmm. not the prophetic that is locked to one political view. Thank you for watching this episode of the Kingdom Conversations. The big question remains, what have you heard? And what are you going to do about it? Keep tracking with us, like and follow us on our social media handles, the Cyrus community on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can send in your questions through Facebook or use the email on your screen. And as Micah 4.4 says, may you be found seated under your vine and under your fig tree. Until our next episode, keep it kingdom, keep it pure.